The Providence College Friars. Top for the crossover. The Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter. That's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me as always. We have BOC in the house. Follow him on Twitter at BOC all day. Today is Sunday, March 12th. It's Selection Sunday, BOC. And, um, you know, the last time we met, we were going into MSG with the Friars scuffling. Um, And it it was a quick trip for us, but uh, made for some anxious Selection Sunday anxiety and we certainly got that but the friars are in fact in they draw the number 11 seed in the east region and will take on the kentucky wildcats yes those kentucky wildcats uh the number six team bryce hopkins revenge game boc i guess before we get to the the bracket in in, in the tournament game um we, we had a brief stay at the beast tournament <laughs> It was a very brief stay. Uh, fun time, but it was very brief. Uh, I think the – we talked about it on the recap. We've talked a little bit about it in, on Twitter. It it wasn't a close game for 95% of it. Providence has this miraculous way, and it's a testament to Cooley and the staff and the team of clawing back when they have no reason to or they shouldn't. Uh, they almost did it against MSG, but it's the same story. Too little, too late. They got it to five, and then Connecticut showed their, you know, showed their medal and hit a couple threes and ended up beating us. Um, comeback was fantastic, but a loss is still a loss. And how many times have we said that this year? So it's it was an awesome time. There's nothing better than the Big East tournament at MSG. Uh, I recommend anybody who hasn't done it to go do it. It's a it's a uh, bucket list type thing. There's not a there's not a better crowd that knows hoops than at the Garden uh, during Biggie's tournament. So everybody go and do that. Um, I think the takeaways from that game to carry over to this game against Kentucky, we can't start slow. We can't, we can't, we can't get down 15 to four, five minutes into the game. We just can't do that. We need to start quick. And I think there's a couple things that we'll talk about that we can do to remedy that. But it's been a story all season, and they need to have a fix for that ready. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, I, I thought, you know, you and I, we went to Dempsey's. Uh, we saw some friends of the program, which was awesome to see. Um, you know, we, we had a good time for ourselves. We get to MSG for the second half of that Marquette-St. John's game, which ends up going to overtime, which was an awesome game. It really was. Um, and then, you know, th- that Thursday, MSG was just 
rocking. It was the place to be. Um, UConn certainly showed out with their fans. Um, like I tweeted, though, you know, we bring it to MSG all the time. Um, you know, Robbins plays pretty horrendously uh, in this game. UConn builds a massive lead. Um, how much were they up by at one point? 24, 25, something like that. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like we said, they had the miraculous comeback. And, dude, the energy in the building when their comeback was awesome. And the funny thing is you might have saw my tweet. Uh, I did have a little run-in with the UConn fan. Um, you know, it was an unfortunate situation. But uh, we're moving past it, BOC, and uh, and I, I'm ready for the tournament, the real tournament. I'm ready as well. You know, that's the, uh, the great thing about the Garden, honestly, and the great thing about the Big East is basketball is the number one priority at all the schools and the respective alma maters. We certainly carry it that way, especially with the rivalry with Connecticut. So, um, yeah, let's let's move on to let's move on to uh, NCAA tournament because Connecticut got bounced the next day. So all all's well that ends well. It is, and I, I guess we before we should move on to NC tournament. Just one thing, say I think we do got to give uh, Marquette their kudos uh, and their flowers because um, they put on an awesome performance um, that weekend. It was weird that that tournament went chalk. You know, uh, it was a yeah. one and two in the final, but you know Marquette after I think they were down to St. John's by like fourteen, fifteen points. They come back, win that one, um, and then they really just. I don't want to say t- take took it to UConn because certainly wasn't that, but um, it was a game where they, you know, kind of had a, a four or five point lead for a good chunk of it, um, and UConn does have a chance to beat them at the buzzer with Hawkins, but he misses. Marquette moves on, and then in the final, they left zero doubts uh, for all the doubters and the haters. And, and listen, you know, I might fade them in this tournament. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Um, but at the same time, they keep proving the doubters wrong, like me. So uh, kudos to them. That was an awesome performance. It it was. And the thing that jumped out to me is how amazing Marquette's defense was. I think they're known as like a free-flowing offense and Colex just the maestro with the ball. But they they kind of showed like the VCU, Shaka Smart, throw, throwback type defense. They were in your jerseys and – I know at least with Xavier, Xavier was shocked by it. They were, they, two minutes into the game, the game was over. They just were not ready for that level of defense. And Marquette not only has a great starting five, they have a deep, they have a deep bench and they can just throw people at them defensively. So it was, it was incredible. Uh, Kudos to Marquette. They, they have all the makings of a team that can make a run, honestly. Yeah, dude. I mean, I thought, um, Maxine Prosper against UConn especially was fantastic. Just hounding uh, Jordan Hawkins um, through a ton of screens. Um, Jordan Hawkins, after torching us, goes one of eight from deep in that game, two of 11 from the floor. Um, So you really got to give Maxine Prosper, who played 34 minutes, scored 11 points, only had three rebounds, but he was a force on the defensive end. Um, So, yeah, you nailed it, BOC. I think – Chaka right now has got a team that's playing with a lot of confidence, a team that this year has proven to be an offensive juggernaut, yet now the 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 formula of the uh, Chaka smart VCU defense is showing, right? So yeah. 
Um, yeah, again, kudos to them. All right, so, BLC, where were you during the bracket reveal? Were you watching at home? I was out. <laughs> I was out to eat for my wife's birthday with her family, my family, uh, my parents, her parents. Yeah, happy birthday, Kelly. Um, we were out to eat at a shoreside uh, bar, and um, once dinner wrapped up, I realized we didn't have enough time to get home, so we had a few extra beers and watched the bracket reveal. And let me tell you, everybody at the table, it was all fun and games. We had a great time until they started to realize, like I think halfway through the bracket reveal, that Providence wasn't on yet because nobody was really watching besides maybe a few of the guys there until it was like halfway through and Providence still wasn't named. And as the picks kept going and going, they're like, Oh my God, the night and her birthday is about to be ruined. Yeah. But thankfully, um, thankfully we got in and like the, we were what, what, like the last six picks, last seven picks. Yep. It was, it, we we're the East bracket, which was the last one they revealed uh, the East region. Um, and the tough thing is we kind of knew what to expect going in seed-wise, if they were to get in, you know, it would be a 10 or uh, or an 11, and whether or not it's a playing game or not, or being in the tournament or not. Um, so it, it was certainly stressful. Because, um, like, the way they did it, they show the top half, and so you know Providence is going to be on that bottom half of each region. Yeah. So as time went on, like, I, I was kind of similar to you. I, I was feeling good about it. I was a smidge nervous, but you know, go back to what I said, you know, on a previous podcast. There'd just be no way that, that their recent swing would keep them out. They won 13 games in the Big East, which is one of the best conferences in the country this year. Um, you know, they have, what, 21 wins? Yeah, um, they're 21 and 11 right now, I think, which I think yeah, is identical to Kentucky. Might be. Very possible. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Kentucky played – in a good um a good SEC and they also played well towards the end of the season. And we'll get to that. But um but yeah, they're going region through region. I'm like, oh my God. Um I thought for sure, and this is kind of funny because there was a, a video of the team's reaction when they went in the West region and they did Northwestern. I was like, oh, this would be like we talked about this in, in some of the Twitter group chats and our text group as well. Um, that would be a good draw for us as a seven ten matchup, and so that doesn't happen. I was like bummed, and then yeah, yeah, I was getting I was getting nervous, man. But um, once I saw Kentucky as a six, I was like, here it is. Well, yeah, I hit I hit my uh, dad on the shoulder. I go because he's not as tuned in with Providence as uh, we are, obviously. And I hit him on the shoulder and I saw Kentucky as a six and then the open slot is the 11. I go, they're going to put Providence there because Bryce went played at Kentucky. And he like he was like, oh, my God, you're a genius. I'm like, uh, all right, thank you, but not really. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's not <laughs> rocket science, Dad. Uh, yeah, no, of course. Of course they make that matchup. Um, it's, you know, NCAA tournament's all about storylines, right? And uh, this I mean, is think about one. Think about the Iona, the Iona, Connecticut one. Besides the fact that uh, Patino is like a Northeast guy, he potentially, he most likely will be coaching in the Big East next year. So I think that's like an awesome storyline as well. But yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just going to say like, I, you know, of course they were going to have that there. And like once that came up, I was like, this is it. And if this is not it, I, oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I, I kind of felt good once they, the bracket they revealed before that, 
I forget what it was now. I think it might have been the Midwest was the last playing game that they showed. And that was the third bracket they revealed. That was Arizona State, Nevada. Yeah, yeah. So I I felt pretty good once I saw that, too, to be honest with you. But you never know with these things. Uh, We've gotten screwed before, BRC. Won't be surprised if we get screwed again at some point. But um, not this year. Friars are in it. They'll be playing in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, And then, you know, they'll play Kentucky. And um, if they're fortunate enough to advance in that game, they will get um, the winner of K-State, Montana State, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you win that game, guess where, where you go back to for the Sweet 16? Madison Square Garden. Would that be something? Dude, that is, again, we're, we're not trying to look too far ahead, but it's our nature. Besides playing at the AMP and, you know, due to recent developments, maybe not anymore, that MSG might be our, the best spot for us to play moving forward. <laughs> Um, because hey, what do you mean by recent developments not anymore? The uh, playing there that, or, or the, the advantage of playing there? The, the tall boys are no longer being at the amp, is a big thing. Um, and they do have tall boys at MSG, so we're gonna go with that. Uh, I do, I, I had some, yeah, yeah, yes, we did. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we don't want to look too far ahead, but that is looming, and we showed out when we were in Chicago uh, against Kansas. Yep, I can only imagine what. MSG is going to look like if we end up getting there, but let's not get too far ahead. I think we can talk a little bit about Kentucky now. Yeah. Kentucky obviously has one of the best players in the entire nation in Chibwe. That's we talk about like Croswell against Sonogo. This is that on steroids. It's going to be a that's it. That's going to be a very underrated matchup that nobody's talking about. That is muscle on muscle, force against force. Yeah, for sure. I, um, you know, to Chibwe transfer from West Virginia. Um, he's a double-double machine. He's an absolute monster. But, you know, th- there is ways to neutralize him. And I hope Ed Cooley gives Coach Shaheen Hall a- at Seton Hall a call for this one on a recipe on how to slow down uh, Toshibwe. Because if you remember, um, <laughs> Oscar should have dominated a very small St. Peter's team, but was not able to do so. Um, and, you know, I... I- it's funny I say this. Like, listen, I don't think it's ideal to play K- uh, Kentucky, if I'm being totally honest with you. They have great athletes. They have great players. Um, you know, they've won – let's see. They've won seven of their last 12. Um, so they're they're playing, you know, their best basketball of the season pretty much. But, you know, sandwiched in there is a loss to Georgia, a loss to Vandy. Two losses to Vandy, excuse me. So, you know, I, I think they're a susceptible team. Um, but yeah, Chibwe Crosswell is going to be awesome. But then listen, man, this, this matchup Toppin versus Bryce Hopkins, that's where it is. Um, you know, Obi Toppin's brother, um, is at Kentucky and he, he essentially is the reason why Bryce Hopkins transfers. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at that matchup. That's going to be something. And, and, and you know, you know Hopkins is going to want to come out and be really good in this one. Yeah, and then you look at, like, there's a lot of interesting matchups, and there are a lot of favorable matchups for us. Like, a lot of times we've struggled with really big, big men, and Shibwe is a monster in and of itself, but he's all 6'8", 6'9". So that matches up well with Croswell. Uh, Kassan Wallace, yes, he's a dynamic combo guard, 6'4". I kind of like the idea of putting Carter on him. 
Um, you switch up Carter on him or Reeves. Uh, Antonio Reeves, a transfer from Illinois State. The other thing that we haven't talked about is, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his first name, Severe Wheeler is a senior guard, but he's all of 5'9". Um, again, we who, who the heck knows what's going on with buying him in and out of the program. Um, he's had a rough couple games, but the fact that they don't have those, they don't have that traditional like six, three, he's going to be a lottery pick point guard. Like they traditionally always do under Cal. That's a good thing. Maybe Bynum can get a little hot here. You don't know. Like the story isn't done on Bynum. Um, I know people want to write him off and sometimes I do too. Um, the last couple of games have been frustrating uh, along with a lot of the stuff we're hearing outside of the program, but this is a game where he couldn't go off. So a lot of interesting matchups. I like the where we match up, but yeah, give me Hopkins against Toppin all day because I think Hopkins has a lot of freaking strength on him, and I think his physicality is going to beat him up. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I'm sure, sure Kentucky, you know, probably knows the scouting report on him, or at least I hope they would. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm sure they'll try and neutralize him as best they can too. But um, yeah, I, like. Their guards aren't that intimidating. Um, you know, Seville Wheeler came from Georgia. He really hasn't found the, the, the Wheeler that played at Georgia um, in his two years at Kentucky. Um, and, and, yeah, the size thing is, is huge. Kassan uh, Wallace is a really good player, um, potential NBA pick for sure. But he's he's a guy that, you know, he's a freshman. So, um it will be interesting though. You you said put Carter on him, and, and I could see that because he's probably their best um, ball handler, you know, with the ball in his hands. But Reeves has really popped off uh, and exploded for big scoring numbers. So I wonder if if Carter draws that assignment instead. But we'll see. But yeah, I, I think their guard play like gives Providence a chance in this one. I, I think it's pretty even if you ask me, or close who- to it. Yeah, the guy who kind of scares me as a potential X factor for them, and he doesn't have eye popping stats, but this kid Chris Livingston, who's a freshman, he's like a six six, kind of like a combo forward. Um, he's been coming on a little bit of late. That's another one I could potentially jump off. But it's a Kentucky team; they have all blue chippers, um, and they're going to have a lot of talent. But the thing we have going for us is we have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder with Hopkins. If you watch the videos of Hopkins when uh. Province was announced against Kentucky. He was very demonstrative and he was, um, he had the aggression and energy that you kind of have asked to see of him on the court at times. Um, so I'm hoping he takes this game seriously. Carter, Carter can play with anybody in the nation athletically. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Croswell's as str- Croswell's strong as an ox. Um, him and Shibway, that's going to be an epic matchup down low. Um, two guys who don't want to step five feet away from the rim. They're cool with playing down, down in the paint. It's, it's going to be really exciting. Um, seven ten matchup on a Friday. That's going to be good. They just came out with the times and then we'll see what happens. Hope, hope for the best, but given the recent skid, you had, you just have to be happy that we're in, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Oh, seven ten tip time. Yeah, I knew yeah. it. So, so the, the tip times on, it's on CBS too. We'll probably get a pretty good crew as well. Um, you know, <laughs> some people in, in the Friar uh, Twitter text group, they were all like, you know, 
I, that would suck. We play at noon. I was like, I, I have no worries whatsoever about playing at noon because listen, the selection committee aren't dummies. Uh, they put this match up for a reason, and there was no way it was going to be on the afternoon. And sure enough, seven ten p.m. tip for the Friars in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I am jacked up about this game, BOC. They're you- in, so now, like, just let it all hang out on the floor, you know. And like, listen, we talked about that that the energy that they showed in the comeback against UConn. Maybe that can be a catalyst for them to turn things around. Um, so let's. So let's talk about this really quick. A couple questions for you. Who starts at point guard? I, I, I say you go back to bottom. You don't think you put Pierre there? Nope. What about Breed? No. Okay. Go back to Bynum. Um, what, what, what about you? You think they run Breed again? I, I just don't think it works. I mean, it didn't work at all. <laughs> Well, nothing worked in that first half, and you could say it's probably because of Breed. Um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily have a. No, I, I don't want to put it all on Breed. Believe me. No, no, I, I know what you're saying. Though he, it's the offense is capped when he's on the court, and I get that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Again, like it, we're not, we're not ones to speculate. I just don't know what's going on outside of the pro. Like, there's things going on with the program where there's a reason Bynum didn't start, right? Like, call it what it is. There's a reason why he didn't start. I don't know if those wrongs have been righted. I don't know if there's been a change. But if things are good, Bynum st- I think Bynum should start. I agree. Um, my ask is we have a very quick hook with a lot of players, and I would love to see us press. Yeah. I We, we came back. With, there's two things when we came back, the Xavier game and Kinect game. I know we lost, but there's two. There's one constant there. It's Corey Floyd Jr. We He needs to see the court. And he needs to see a lot of it. Um, it can't be like the Xavier game where he helps in the comeback and sees no minutes in the second half. There needs to be an emphasis of this kid brings energy. Um, he's going to make mistakes. He's a freshman. Uh, but good things happen when he's on the court. So we need to see more of him. Um, and if there's any lack of effort, remember, this is every single game is an elimination game. The moment there's a lack of effort, get those people off the court um, because our season's on the line and they need to play with that urgency. They need to play with the urgency they played with in the last five to 10 minutes of the Connecticut game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, they can't come out and have Kentucky just build a massive lead. Uh, I'm sure Kentucky will travel, travel really well for this game. Um, I've been thinking about having boots, but I, I'm not going to com- commit to it. Might be tough. But the, the fact that's Friday, Sunday kind of hurts. Yeah, that's what hurts because yeah. you know you take time off work for, for the tournament days, but then it's like, oh no, you gotta extend their trip. Uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, TBD on that. But yeah, I, I, I know just, for I know for a fact you'll be making a uh, triumphant return to the Garden if they make the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I would have to. Um, yeah, there's really no no way around that. Um, and hey, there won't be any UConn fans to to try and get under my skin. So. Um, that would be good. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if that happens, if that happens, BOC, oh my, oh my goodness. Um, I also, you know, I did the, the, with my buddies, I did like a Jerome thing. Were you in that BOC? Yeah. Okay. How'd you do? I I didn't do well. (laughs) I was, uh, very middle of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I like, 
when it comes to the Big East, I would I would put my knowledge against most folks. I just because I've been so laser focused just on the lock Big in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like I literally don't watch much other college basketball besides Big East. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I find myself doing that, but I try and make a, an effort not to. And I watch I watch an ungodly amount of college basketball this weekend. And I have um no shame in doing that whatsoever. It was amazing. But that that Montana State team is interesting. I was actually kind of hoping UConn would draw them, because um, they got they got a good guard, Raekwon Battle, and they could give K State some trouble. But you know, it's funny. You got the Hopkins versus um, Kentucky matchup in the first round. Um, Elton Johnson leads leads Kansas State, former teammates of Noah Long. So that'd be another storyline to look at there. Um, if both that, one, that one's stretching it a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> it's stretching it a little bit. But but if you remember that same team of Noah Locke and Kelvin Johnson, absolutely beat the bag out of Providence. Oh my god, uh, Barclays Center. That was that was, that was I was I was I was there in person for that. That was the most depressing showing I think I've ever seen, and I've been to a lot of bad showings. Yeah, but what happened after that? BSC? A, a run, a run happened. A great run happened, and then the global pandemic happened. Uh, <laughs> But so what, um, what what matchups are you looking at in the first round? Um, so I think. Or what are interesting to you? I should say. Yeah. So so let's stick Big East for a sec. Yeah. I I think Creighton drew a very tough matchup with NC State, um, and maybe that's because I watched NC State absolutely blow the doors off of. Hold on, who is it? Virginia Tech, granted Virginia Tech um, is not in the tournament. And then <laughs> I missed the game where they got their doors blown up by Clemson, who ends up also missing the tournament. Uh, they were one of the last teams snubbed. But the guards on NC State, they can get out uh, and they can run. And who? I, I Kirk, think Kirk right Wavion Smith, right? That's the deal. Yeah. yeah, Smith's nasty, dude. I think, I think Cray will have their hands full in the first round. I really do. The, uh, uh, Obviously, obviously, the one that I can't wait for is Slick Rick against Connecticut. Of course, I mean, uh, uh, of course, who wouldn't want to see that? I can't. Um, I cannot wait for that. And I, um, somebody just texted me literally as we were recording that they tip off at four thirty. So that's a nice little appetizer for us. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know if that's um, right. I'm just gonna trust whoever texted me. Um, so that could be a really nice one for us. The other one that is kind of interesting to me and I Auburn is a nine seed but they're playing in Birmingham Alabama um so so Houston is going up against potentially a nine seed Auburn in Birmingham Alabama that doesn't really that's not really that fair right no definitely not Um, (laughs) I I think Houston kind of did themselves no favors by losing to Memphis today yeah Um, even though Sasser was out Right, right. And I mean, that's something to monitor too. But yeah, okay. I, I think if any of the one seeds are going to go down in the second round, I, I think first round's not going to happen this year, um, even though it'd be freaking hilarious. But um, I think if any team, uh, one seed's going to go down, it's either them or I'm looking at our bracket in the East with Purdue. Um, you get Memphis, who plays an FAU squad. Yes, FAU won 30 games this year. But first of all, what I don't like, and listen, maybe this is okay for us, but uh, I don't love how FAU is like a flirts with the top 25 
they get bounced like we got bounced and then they get a nine and we get 11. It's neither here nor there. I also, I I get they haven't played like a great schedule. Didn't they win 31 games, right? They did, yeah. Dude, dude, 31 games in a nine seed is kind of BS. Yeah, (laughs) play anyone. I know, I know. The thing that's tough. But 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 I do think Memphis. If you look at Memphis, you know they were in the eight nine game last year, and it gave Gonzaga all they could handle in the next round. I think Memphis could do the same with Purdue. Um, I really like Purdue. Obviously, Ed is a problem, mm-hmm. um, but Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. I, like I mean, Davis not so much against Ed, but I think Williams can can cause some problems for Ed and Purdue. Um, so I'm looking at that. Yeah. The the one there's a there's like a quad that's kind of interesting to me because it's four completely random teams. It's San Diego State, Charleston, Virginia, and Furman. Like you couldn't put four more random teams together if you tried. <laughs> Charleston, Charleston, you could see I could see Charleston. I could see literally I could see any team coming out of there as uh, the victor. of that pod. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you just throw a dart kind of. I guess everybody would pick Virginia because they're known as like you know. It, ACC, they won a championship a few years back, but tough team to prep for. <laughs> in sure, a tournament we, yeah, setting. Yeah, yeah, we know that all too well. Um, yeah, it's this is all pretty interesting. I think the Duke Oral Roberts one you mentioned that earlier. Duke is Duke kind of reminds me of the Auburn of last year. Four no, like four years ago when Auburn won the SEC championship and they were the five seed and they just rode that right to the final four. Yeah, Duke's playing really good ball right now. Um, and they're they're matched up against Tennessee, who's at without their point guard. So that one they could we could potentially see a Purdue Duke matchup in the uh Sweet 16. That'd be pretty interesting. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of interesting matchups. And even Vermont against Marquette, like Vermont, they know how to win, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's a t- that's gotta be by far the toughest 15 2 um of them all. Um you know, uh, Col- Colgate. Yeah, but I I think it kind of stinks for Colgate. They they drew a real tough matchup. Um, But, I mean, you are right. Colgate's a team that's been here before, knows how to win. Um, You know, how about that? I think that little pod's interesting, too, with Texas A&M and Penn State. Um, Texas A&M, you know, some some are saying they got screwed with their seeding as a seven. but to face a red hot Penn State team that that took Purdue down in the wire um, was almost the first Big Ten team to win the tournament as a double digit seed. They're playing lights out lately. That's going to be tough. I kind of wanted the Iowa State matchup, but that was a playing game, so I'm certainly glad we're not getting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, what's the biggest takeaway? of the day is one that we made it to that we're not in the play. <laughs> oh, thank God, dude. Um, what else? Anything else? No, I listen, I, you know, we'll see what, whatever, obviously we'll have a preview article out for Kentucky yeah. and a recap. Um, you know, if you haven't been on the site in a while, go check it out. BRC has a nice article revisiting our predictions um, from the beginning of the season. We had, as usual, we had some hits. We had some misses, um, but, but that's yeah, always we had more hits than misses, though. I agree. I agree. And I got two that are still out there, man. We make a sweet sixteen run. You got Noah Locke as a top five uh, 
in PC history for three-point field goals made in a season. And you can get uh, Ed Crossover with double-digit double-doubles. Um, so so I, I still got a few that, that, that are floating out there. <laughs> yeah. I think, dude, all things considered, this is a pretty good – we have a good path. And the fact that the fact that we can potentially play our Sweet 16 matchup at MSG – that's all you can. That's all you can ask for, especially for Providence. Oof. For sure, for sure. Um, all right. I, I mean, I, I guess that wraps it up. We'll certainly have more coverage um, throughout the week, and um, make sure you follow along ProvidenceCrier dot com. Um, you know, follow, uh, subscribe to the the pod, give it a review or like, whatever you want to do. Um, until until next time, Firetown. See you later. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah David Duke when I'm way about a hoop, ay Cross over, I might go to L.E.U. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school PC, you know we on go, ay Feel like A.J. Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ay Fall down, bounce back like Amy Ho, ay I'm the alpha dog, D.I.L.O. They was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic This year we taking over March Madness Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah 